What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 67 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Big shouts to everyone who listens to Combo's Court across the globe. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, NBA draft guru Rashad Phillips joins in. We discuss Rashad's playing career, why he feels Cam Reddish may very well be the best player to come out of this year's draft. And you know we discuss draft prospects such as Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett, John Morant, Kobe White. You could follow Rashad on Instagram at Rashad Phillips 2319. That's R A S H A D P H I L L I P S 2319. Make sure you go follow Rashad on Twitter as well at RP3 Natural. And also, man, make sure you check out Rashad's website, www.sportstalk2319.com. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca on the track. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. How you feeling? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime. Um, Sports Talk 2319. Uh, that refers yes. to how many points you scored in college. For those yeah. that don't know, can you walk us through your career as a player? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was pretty good. I was one of those um, do-it-all point guards, obviously being small, 5'10", 165 pounds. Um, <clears throat> I use a lot of my skill, long-range shooting quick ball handling, precise passing to kind of get me um, to that level. And over time, I was able to become uh, the school's all-time leading scorer, um, Naismith winner, All-American, and three-point record, and, and a lot more that I, I can go on about. But it's served me well, and 2,119 points is uh, something that has been able to define me. And it's more of a, a numerical representation of the journey that it took for me to earn that. Right. Kobe once said uh, you were the best player never drafted. I know that that was that was uh, that was huge coming from Kobe, because obviously, you know, Kobe doesn't dish out compliments a lot. So, right. <laughs> that was an honor. I, I played against Kobe in high school. So um, it's an honor that he even recognized that. Right. So, you know, you played at a high level. Um, we see a lot of draft analysts, you know, and. A lot of them are great, man. I follow a bunch of them. Yeah. But, but a lot of them actually never played the game. Do you feel like you have a distinct advantage when it comes to ultimately projecting an NBA player's potential and how they'll transition to the NBA? Yes. Yes, I do. This is and it, <clears throat> this is this is no slight to anybody else. Right. Right. There's, right. There's other there's other great draft guys out there. That, Most definitely. Uh, you know, but so for me. I feel what gives me the advantage is that I I was on that other side of the fence before. You know, I was right. I was a, a prospect. I was evaluated. I was a projected first round pick coming out of college. So 
I went through the ringer of the player and me being a point guard on top of that, learning how to process film and being on the court and knowing how to see through the eyes of an actual basketball player. Um, it's given me a huge advantage and also given my history of my father allowing me to write scouting reports as a kid. Um, wow. my, my father basically built a database of top high school basketball players in the eighties um, when I was seven, eight years old and I was his, I was his writer. So I, I've been doing this for a long time, even before I was a, a player, I was doing it as a kid. So does it go both ways? Do you feel like all that uh, experience with your father helped you as a player? Absolutely. My, my okay. father groomed me to be a basketball player. He had his own, he still has his own community center in Detroit where he still breeds um, and, and trains the, some of the best basketball players uh, in the area. So I, I think that, that, that get, that's given me a huge advantage. And also I love to watch film. I'm a film guy. Um, even the abilities that I had as a basketball player, what would help me um, continue to be better than I, than I was, was the fact that I always would study my opponent on film. So I knew my opponent's moves and what have you. So it's also played a, a played a major factor in, in me being a, a draft evaluator as well. Right. You mentioned Detroit. How, how is that like uh, growing up as a young player and, mm -hmm. and just a person growing up in Detroit? Uh, you know what? It was it, it, it was great for me. I mean, you know, sometimes I think that the city of Detroit gets painted in a, in a bad light. But for right. me, fortunately, you know, I was you know, I grew up in a two parent home. Um, my, my mom worked hard. My dad was a, 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 a pillar in the community for just not just myself, but for other youth. So I've always been shown the right path to take. Um, and I, and, and I, and I took that path and sports was just an avenue for me to get to where I wanted to go. And that's to, you know, get to college, um, get my education, uh, which was in communications. I got my degree in communications. I was on a Dean's list in college. And when I was able to, you know, done playing the game, I wanted to get back to the game and still be involved and also give a, you know, help other people that's been in my position and that's why I kind of created Sports Talk 2319. That's super dope, man. That's great. You're giving back. Um, let, let's shift to the draft, man. Let's start with uh, yeah. Let's start. Yeah. With, let's start with Cam Reddish, man. You seem to be a <laughs> you seem to you, you seem to be uh, a little bit higher on Cam than others. And I'm with you, man. Uh, a fluid yeah, athlete yeah. could shoot the three. Yes. Um, could guard multiple positions. He, he just fits the current NBA. Could play on and yes. off the ball. So we, we don't even know how this thing will end up. You know. I think he has right. a, he has a high ceiling. Can you speak to Cam's game? Yeah, I, I just think that when you look at the, you look at today's NBA, I just think that he just he's the archetype, right? You know, the the, right. the exact. If you wanted to create a basketball player, let's think video games. If you wanted to create NBA Live, what I right. do is I create the six nine guy that can dribble, that can shoot, that can play defense, and that's what Cam Reddish is. You know, I, I think that he's he's so fluid. He's um, he he moves well. He has the, the the proper mechanics. He just has that. He just has that that confidence, that casual confidence about him that that you you want him on your team. And I just believe that he's going to be a better NBA player than he was college player. I think so too. And, and speaking on the perfect uh, NBA player, the six nine guy that could move, that could shoot it, that could switch on defense. Um, mm -hmm. Taco Fall, man, do you just feel like he was just born in the wrong era? To an extent, yeah. To an extent, because um, the centers are almost um, extinct, right? Right. And I'm going to blame Steph Curry for that. 
100%. Kendrick Perkins has actually been on TV recently saying mm-hmm. that Steph Curry cut his career short, you know? He, he did. Yeah. He did. And, and Kendrick's a great friend of mine. Um, but, yeah, I just think the reason, you know, Steph Curry has eliminated the center position. And he's forced everybody else to become jump shooters. So guys like Taco Fall, they are, you know, remember Roy Hibbert was really good. And then all of a sudden he just vanished. So, but I still think there's the back to the basket guy now is more of a specialist. Remember the three point guy used to be the specialist. Right. And, and the back to the basket player used to be the norm. Now Steph Curry has reversed it. Now the three point shooters are the norm. And the the back-to-the-basket players are the anomaly now. Like, you don't – they're almost – they're like saber-toothed tigers, man. They're, like, extinct almost. But there are positions for them. They're specialists, and that's what I look at Taco as. They always say trends, uh, you know, go full circle. Do you you think the big man will will come back eventually? Man, that's going to be tough with this one. Maybe eventually, but I don't see it for the next 20 years because – you got Steph Curry, who's what thirty in his thirties. You yeah. got a guy. You got Damian Lillard. You got you, then you got the younger generation, like Trey Young, right. like those guys coming through that's still carrying on that that spread offense type of play. So I just think it's going to be it's going to be quite a while before the back to the basket player becomes the focal point of the NBA. Right now, with shooting shifty guards with wiggle excitement because it sells tickets too. It really sells yeah. tickets, so you got to look at that as well. It's marketable. Yeah, if dad's shoes could come back, though, can't the big man come back, Rashad? <laughs> <laughs> John Morant, man. Um, I, I've, yeah. I've been on this pod saying that I think it's quite possible he becomes the best player in this NBA draft, elite IQ, elite athleticism. Um, I think he's the best passer in this draft. Would yeah. you be surprised if he becomes the best player from this year's draft? No, no, not at all. For the for the very reason we just spoke about, the NBA is predicated on on dynamic point guards today, um, and and that's what he is. It, he's the he's the epitome of a dynamic point guard. He's fast. He's shifty. He can pass it. He he right. can jump over you. Um, those are that's what NBA organizations want in the driving their vehicle is a guy like that. So I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Um, if he's the best player in this class, um, like I said, Morant and Reddish to me are just the guys that are just kind of like they're dynamic. So they're on another level. Yeah. Bull, bull, son of Manu Bull. Uh, boomer. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I don't like to use the word B-U-S-T. I don't either because I feel like you create a narrative. Well, uh, you know, I think your show and my show are going to be the biggest things out one day. So I don't want to be one of those guys. There you go. That narrative. For, uh, players there you to go. Make less money, so I feel exactly where you're coming from. But yeah, <laughs> it's a, a, I'm just, it's a Bobo. I'm gonna, I'm, just, I'm gonna say that Bobo is gonna be. Now, this is a big if. If he can stay healthy, okay, he has to be able to stay healthy. And I, and I, and I, and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago to somebody. Sometimes you can be too tall for the way you play basketball. And so, hear me out. The way Bobo plays and how tall he is doesn't make. It doesn't match up, right? He plays – he almost plays like he's 6'3". Right. But he's 7'3". So, you know, you look at guys – and those guys are susceptible to being injured, like Porzingis. Porzingis is 7'3", but he plays 6'3". You know, they're out on the perimeter. They're doing a lot of cutting. So, they're, they're higher probability of getting injured. So, if, if Bobo can stay injury-free – 
I think he'll be a nice team because of his ability to shoot the ball, uh, put it on the floor, and um, he can finish in a lane. So I just think that he does have some attributes that are definitely uh, attractable to some organizations. But there's a big if if he uh, if he can't stay um, healthy. That's what it is for me with Bobo. So if you stay if he stays healthy, you feel like he should be a productive NBA player at the least. Yes. Okay. I, I agree with that one. Um, look, man. In my opinion, LeBron was clearly a better basketball player at 18 mm-hmm. than Zion was. But people have this debate, and I actually did a poll with about it on Instagram, and it was pretty even yeah. when I asked when I when I asked who was uh, the better player at 18. Where do you stand on that debate in terms of hype? And actually, as a basketball player, I think I think from a hype standpoint, I think it's even. Okay. From a hype standpoint, I think that Zion has just garnished as much hype as LeBron did in high school, and it maybe more because Zion actually went to college, okay. so maybe more hype, and because of social media, like when LeBron was doing it, social media wasn't as it was it, it wasn't as nurtured yet, you know. Right, right. So definitely. Now, from a basketball standpoint, this is not even close. LeBron is head and shoulders better than Zion from a basketball standpoint. It's not even close. It's not even a discussion. (laughs) This is not even a discussion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, come on. I mean, from the the passing, the ball handling, the shooting, this – I mean, no. LeBron is – LeBron was like Magic Johnson, but he was a a super version of Magic Johnson coming out of high school. Right, uh, you know, even yeah. a better athlete and a better shooter. Yeah, already. yeah, like he was a super version of Magic Johnson, like just highly skilled, can dribble, can pass, can defend. Zion is just more of a mutant, you know, like he's just a high flyer, high intangible, but he still lacks some some refine. He needs to refine some of his basketball skills, some ball handling, some obviously the shooting aspect of the game. So. So Zion and height-wise, I would say even, maybe Zion a little more from a hype standpoint. But from a basketball standpoint, LeBron by 15 miles. Rashad, are you convinced Zion is a transitional player? I said transitional. No. I mean transcendent. No, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I just think he's, I think he's going to be a good pro. Why can't he just be a good pro? I don't understand when you say that people think it's a knock. No, right. I just think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to play 12 years in the NBA um, and he's going to have a good career. What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Um, NBA player comparison for Zion? I would, I would say uh, a, a super duper version of, of Julius Randle. Yeah, I've heard that. Rodney Rogers, I've heard. Rod- yeah, heard Rodney Rogers. Like, yeah, Rand- like he's just like, he's kind of like a, a higher jump in Julius Randle because he he plays a little bully ball, which is he's supposed to. He's 6'9", 280. He's supposed to. He plays a bully ball style. He's very athletic. He's terrific on help side defense. And I love his motor. So I, I can say the same thing about Julius Randle, but Randle just doesn't – he's not the athlete that Zion is. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, let's shift to RJ, uh, Zion's college teammate. Uh, yeah. Heading to the – it looks like he's heading to the Knicks. What can the Knicks mm-hmm. expect from RJ? I just think RJ is one of those kids that just plays hard every possession. Um, what he lacks in basketball skill, he makes up in heart. I just, I think he's the, I think he's the toughest player in this draft um, just because he wheels a lot of things, you know, like he's not a great shooter, but the ball still goes in. 
You know, yeah. he's not a he's not a great passer, but somehow he get it he gets it off. Almost you know, like, like he wills he wills his way to make shots. Yes, he just has yes. a will about him. Like he just wills certain things in. And and you can't turn the other cheek when you have a player that just possesses that will, that determination, that toughness. So I think that New York is going to embrace him if they draft him. I think New York would embrace him because he has that he has that lunch lunch pail hard hat type of mentality that he that he brings to work. Yeah, so we discussed RJ, Cam, Zion. Um, 20 years from now, when we look back, who will have the best NBA career, in your opinion? Um, I, would, I would probably say Cam Reddish. Um, and, a, and a lot has to do with the teams that they go to. I know we know Zion's going to go to the Pelicans and Josh probably is going to end up in Memphis. But there's still a lot of gray area where the other guys are placed. Um, so if, if Cam goes to the Atlanta Hawks at eight, it's, it's, it's going to be a no-brainer. What a perfect fit, right? It's going to be a no-brainer, what yeah. he's going to be. If he, goes, if he goes to Atlanta, because Trey is going to make this kid, like he's going to be like Tracy McGrady all over. Um, but he could go to the Lakers and kind of maybe fall in the back of the line because they got so many young guys. You know, so yeah, I don't, I don't like him in L.A. I don't like him in L.A. because I just think he'll get lost in the shuffle. You know, they got Brandon Ingram. They're still trying to hype that up. They got Lonzo. They got Kuzma. They got Josh Hart. And, and nothing, all those guys are good players. But I think you add Cam Reddish, that's a fifth young guy with LeBron. I just think he'll get lost in the, the deck of cards there in L.A. He needs to go to Atlanta is where he needs to go. And you will see how good Cam Reddish really is if you pair him with Trey Young. Yeah, it all depends on, on where you play, uh, you know, it's all about opportunity and your fit. Like I feel if Ben Simmons was on the box instead of Giannis, Ben would look so much better. Do you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree, man. I, I think they got too many personalities in Philadelphia. Yeah. And they take up each other's space a little bit. I feel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just too many personalities. Like you gotta, you gotta figure that out. And I just think Ben Simmons is just, I, I think he's a superstar. I do. Um, yeah. I just think that they put too much on his plate. I do. I think that he has too much on his plate, and there's too many personalities. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's shift back to the draft. Guys, you see that um, we might not be talking about. Can you name some guys that you think will be surprises? Yeah, I, I think Jalen Hands from UCLA. Like, to me, I, I think that – I think he's probably outside of John Morant. I, I think that Jalen Hands may be the, the best point guard in this draft. Nobody's talking about him, really. Um, and, and I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, he didn't do this at UCLA or blah, blah, blah. But it's like when I look at the tape, I believe to- Jalen Hands has a lot of Tony Parker in his game. Okay. Real shifty. He's not a high assist guy, but he gets assists. The great leader. I think Jalen Hands, if I'm an NBA team and I'm like in that between that 15 to 32 range, and I need a point guard, and John Morant's gone, and Kobe White's gone, and Garland. When them three dudes come off the board, like I'm, I'm taking Jalen Hands, and I won't lose any sleep over it. So he's one guy that I really like a lot. Um, and Fletcher McGee out of Wofford, um, the shooter. He's a, yeah, he's a terrific shooter. He's the best shooter in the draft. Nobody's really talking about him, but he kind of reminds me of JJ Redick. Um, he's broke. He's he, he broke JJ Redick's three point record. Uh, he's the all-time three-point record holder in NCAA history. I just think that 
he he has a magnetism about him. He's a winner. Um, obviously, he's a knockdown shooter, but he's he's better on defense than what people give him credit for. So I, I think he's fantastic. Carson Edwards is another pick. Um, KZ Opala from Stanford. So there's a couple of guys um, that can that can get drafted, that can have long, productive careers in the NBA, and those couple guys that I named definitely stand out to me. Colby White, uh, I love his speed, man. You know, people don't think about uh, 6'5 is, like, tall, but when I see somebody 6'5 that moves like him, because I'm 6'5 myself, so I really yeah. appreciate it, you know, and I love yeah. the way he tacks yeah. the rim off the pick and roll, uh, aggressive, yeah. could finish. What do you feel, what do you, what do you like about um, Colby's game? I, I like his game a lot. I like that he's a risk taker. I like yeah. risk taking basketball players. I don't like say I don't I don't want to say I don't like them, but I appreciate risk taking basketball players. And Kobe White take he takes risk, like he's one. And obviously, like you you spoke about his he has tremendous speed and space. Yeah. Um, he's six five. When you see a six five point guard with speed, that's a scary Oof. sight. First that's all. what I'm saying. Like people, people like like sight. to talk. People like to talk about the seven footers that move their feet, but like six five is not short, and the way he moves no. is crazy. You know, yeah, he's fast. Yeah, he's very fast, and and he takes shots that you think when you're watching on TV, you, he takes shots and you be like, oh, and then it goes in. It's like that's that risk taking that I appreciate, and he he brings that. So gotta have a player, and Kobe White brings that risk taking mentality. Fortune favors the bold, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, Rashad, it, it was great having you here. Uh, I saw you with a T-shirt that said, support your friends, man. I love that. I appreciate it, man. Support your friends. Go on my website. Talk 19. I'm multiple uh, uh, sayings that I have. And I just think that will, will make life easier. It will make it happier and make it a better place. Well, Rashad, uh, thanks for being here. We, we talked about uh, your show. Can, can you tell us a little more about it and everywhere we could find mm -hmm. you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter, RP3. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Phillips2319. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sports Talk 2319. Um, those are all the outlets where you can find me. And I'll, I, I try to exchange with, with people, on, especially on Twitter and, and uh, go back and forth with banter um, and just kind of give you a different look of the game through my eyes and, and what a scout would see. So I, I love sharing information with the public and, and uh, just creating a, a positive atmosphere for all these kids that are applying for jobs for the NBA draft. Great stuff, Rashad. Uh, you're always welcome back on the show. Looking forward to talking to you soon. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. You're big time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for Talk soon. Talk Later, soon. Bro. Later, bro. There it is. Episode 67. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Big shouts to Rashad for joining in. We appreciate you. Compo Nation, man. Let me know what city, state, country you listen to Combo's Court from. Right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout. For episode 68, Combo out.